Hey everybody, welcome to a podcast of Michigan Extra Point, and this is a playoff preview. My name is Lauren Plant, joined by State Champs Digital Managing Editor, Matt Mowry. Matt, how are you? I am well, and yourself? <laughs> Absolutely, I am well. We also joined by the man himself, Scott Bernstein, who joins us, of course, every week on Extra Point Live. How are you doing? Good, man. A lot of uh, playoff passion. Yes. I'm uh, pigskin infused. Yes, exactly. There's a lot going on, and uh, this is going to be uh, truly one of those uh, playoff years that I believe is going to have a lot of surprises. Yeah, more wide open than we've had in a while. Yeah, I think I think there all the, are, really, a lot the, of divisions that are either stacked with a lot of teams, you could have anybody come out, or there are ones where it's wide open and there doesn't seem to be a delineated favorite. Absolutely. And so let's get right into it. What we want to do here, we're not just going to read you matchups. Uh, what we're going to give you is just uh, a little bit of our take on how they have shaken out. And we're going to talk about Division One first. Let's start there with the Monster. And this is one of those. I was really uh, curious to see how many 5-4 and four teams we're going to get in, uh, how that was going to affect other divisions. But more, you know, when you really take a look at it, what are some of the, the district matchups? Because those obviously are are so tough to you know for teams to get out of uh what are some of the more compelling ones that that you see we're going to see some of our better games in district competition right off the top Celine at belleville is yes. probably the best first round game i mean there there are some other ones that will be competitive brighton at hold is going to be competitive i think lakeland at plymouth is going to be competitive um and, and adams at ike is going to be competitive but i think the one that is the highest level and probably has the the most impact on who you know going forward is that region two first round game between Celine and belleville and quite honestly that's a pretty stacked region you know when you've got west bloomfield and plymouth and woodhaven and Celine and belleville all in there um that that region may determine who walks away with the with the uh, D1 title. What about it over in Region 4 in Division 1 where I got Cast Tech as my sleeper? Uh-oh. That sounds Absolutely. weird, right? Absolutely. Yes. It does. Usually Cast Tech's the favorite. Yes. 5 and 4 they sneak in, but they had a, a pretty resounding victory in in week 9. Um I know Clarkson's not going to the playoffs, but uh they blew them out. Yeah. yeah. Handily. Yeah. Yeah. Um so it's like a, you know kind of a, a statement um and I, yeah, and you know, this is going to be the year if Forts and Fields that uh, they can take out Cast Tech. This is going to be the year that they should be able to do it. Um, but well, we'll see. Dakota, and, but Detroit Cast Tech still got to get past Gross Point South. Yeah, absolutely, and That's a very Gross good Point South has yeah. had a good season. Will Johnson, uh, super sophomore there. It's kind of a role reversal if they do end up matching up because Fortson's kind of been the underdog to Castec and all those seasons that they met in the playoffs, primarily because they couldn't get past them. Then last year they get past them, and I'm sure that's right. still something that's stinging in the minds of those Castec players from last year because they I thought completely they were, forgot yeah, that they beat them last yeah, that year. Was, but you're that absolutely was the, right. the, the time where they finally broke through. Yep. And now they'll probably, if they do match up, they would go into certainly as the favorite in that game. But Castec, I mean, that that could be a, a colossal second round matchup. Yeah, whoever gets out of that district uh, is, you know, Fortson, Castec, Gross Point South. Uh, that's who we're assuming. What you got to have Chippewa Valley on the other side. Uh, so, it, you know, although I will say this, they could be the favorite. Yeah, they, they, yeah I think I mean, they probably are. They probably yeah. are the favorite. Yes, exactly. So, and and, and who and I wouldn't have predicted it at the beginning of the year. I mean, I know that they're defending champs and they had such an amazing 2018, but well, they I, lost so much personnel. 
I think everybody looked at it, and I did when I was doing the rankings early on, that I thought they would be a very good team. And I thought particularly with as much attrition as there had been in the Mac Red, I mean, there were no returning Mac Red players from last year. Right. Um, so it was everybody was kind of a little bit on the rebuild, but they kind of had those core things you wanted with a, with a quarterback who was, you know, an upperclassman, albeit one that played a different position last year. You know, in some pieces, they had uh, the Harris brothers coming back. And the Housies that came in yeah, from uh, and, the and LBC. An, an experienced offensive line. So you knew they had parts to build around, but uh, as dominating as they've been wire to wire, yeah, they have to be among the favorites. At and least I'm looking not over favorite. and also in Region 3, uh, I, I think Lake Orion, you know, when, when we hit the regional finals, yeah. um, Lake Orion matching up against, you know, maybe Davison, maybe Lapeer, maybe right. Romeo. Um, that should be exciting, and uh, Lake Orion's, you know, has been that team, that kind of surprise team in Oakland County. That again, I knew they'd be a good team. I expected them to make the playoffs. I mm-hmm. thought they'd win six games. Um, I didn't anticipate them to be a contender for a, a run to Ford Field, and they certainly are. Well, yeah. I think they announced that in Week One yeah. when they went to Lapeer and yeah. kind of put a thumping on the yeah. Lightning, which is yeah. to date the only loss for right. Lapeer. Right, and they had a good win against Brother Rice. I think uh, we look at how close Romeo played Chippewa Valley in there, and they're kind of a sleeping giant. Uh, I think you know I saw Davison against De La Salle. I know it was not their best effort, um, and they did move the ball. They had some unfortunate turnovers that um, you know and and. De La Salle was playing very well that night, uh, but I really like Romeo uh, coming out of that district, uh, going up against, uh, you know, I would say probably Lake Orion. I like Rochester Adams and what they've been able to do. Stony Creek could be a real yeah, uh, wrench in yeah. some people's plans. Yes. Yeah. At five and four, that team We're going to have some of those. That team could be seven and two easy. Yeah. Of all of the five and four teams that got into the playoffs, they may be the one that, you know, kind of like we talked about with Granville last year, where they played a an incredibly tough schedule mm-hmm. and it showed up in all the losses, but they played everyone tough. I mean, Zach Denna and that crew are, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're a deceiving five and four. Nick Merlo's done a great job in, in his two Absolutely. years over there. And, uh, you know, when I noticed they were for real was when they were on top of Oak Park in the fourth quarter. Right. Uh, you know, I think in week six, five or six. Yeah, as we... Talk about Division One. It's it's hard to believe that we're not talking about Detroit Catholic Central in yep. the playoffs, yeah. or Clarkston in the playoffs, or Clarkston. It's it's in kind the of playoffs. people. Oh, yeah, teams you were that saying something good about the teams. I said that, that you out of my to top five in Oakland yes. County, uh, Southwood A and T, Catholic Central, right. and Clarkston, uh, three three of the five from the from the from the from the preseason yeah, top the preseason, ten yeah. uh, aren't in uh, the postseason. Pretty amazing. So, uh, yeah, I think pretty wide open as far as uh, Division One goes. I mean, if you have to pick somebody to come, uh, let's you know, kind of take a look at, at, at what we think the state semifinals would look Just one like. Quick more note, Go ahead. Uh, one quick note yes. to add: Catholic Central's only missed the playoffs three times in the last like sixteen years. Yeah, it it doesn't happen very often. Last, like the last time 05. was fourteen. Yeah, two thousand fourteen. Yeah, yeah, wasn't it? yeah, yeah. yeah. Fourteen. They they didn't make it. Had a great run. Uh, up until 2006, which was the last time yeah. uh, previous that they had not received a playoff invitation. So, uh, quickly, who do you think your your semifinal matchups are looking as I, as I look at, at both regions? Uh, I'm going to say that. Um, well, I'm having a hard time with Belleville and West Bloomfield <laughs> in that region. In the, yeah. Yeah, the regional final, exactly a rematch as, of as last year's regional comes finals. Out of that. Um, I'm going to take WB. Okay. Uh, they, they played them real close last year, and I think WB is just 
playing the best football yeah. of the season at the right time. Yeah. They were everyone's consensus number one going into the season. They started slow. Um, it kind of reminds me of that year where they w- were 0-2 out of the gate, ended up going to the state finals with a favorite against Clarkson, yeah. ended up getting upset. Yeah. But uh, they really turned a corner in that Lake Orion game, in they the did. second half of that Lake Orion game. Yep. Chris Harris in that offense, or C.J. Harris yeah. in that offense, is, is is moving at a pretty rapid clip. And yeah. You know, I, I, I think it's theirs to it's theirs to lose in terms of uh, the matchup with Belleville. Although, you know, that's a it's really a toss up. I mean, Belleville's yeah. so talented. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think West Mobile's playing the tougher schedule. Yeah. I think they have too, and I think I think once you you look at that yeah. that KLAA, it's very top heavy sometimes. Yeah. With um, there there are good teams yeah. certainly after that top tier, but I don't know that you you play week in and week out the same level as you do in the OAA Red. Yeah, I've got Rockford, West Bloomfield, Lake Orion, and Chippewa Valley coming out. And that is a very good foursome. Obviously, Belleville would not surprise me. Romeo would not surprise me. Um, I, I think I think you could have any several permutations, but I think that's probably the combo that I'm. So our with. dream matchup would be West Bloomfield Chip Valley in the finals. Yes, that would be a pretty uh, exciting. Uh, Division One championship don't, game. Don't, don't look past Granville in that uh, region one. No, either. Granville's kind of yo-yoed a little bit because they they came off a big win over over Rockford, having handed them their first loss, and then lost to an unranked Caledonia team that was sub five hundred. So it was kind of a, a little bit of a yo-yo emotionally for the last couple of weeks. But that is a very good team. That's yeah. Been, on a roll, most and, and we're talking on Monday. So when we say dream matchups, we think who right now we think might just be the best matchups between the best teams. Of course, as we get through the first just couple of round of playoffs, uh, there are teams that all of a sudden find their changes. footing yep. and they look unstoppable. And sometimes it takes nine weeks, uh, or you had to get some guys healthy and come back to where you're playing the way you should. And the weather changes, and that changes things. And all of a sudden, talk, we see, talk about the weather. I was yeah. at the prep bowl or yes, they're calling it Saturday. I guess they're not calling it the prep bowl Cardinal this year Division, this, this, whatever, the championship, CHSL yeah. championship. championship game yeah. and it was a monsoon yeah uh, and at Eastern uh, Michigan, at Eastern yeah. Michigan, but uh, St. Mary's crown uh, uh, or crown champions, first time in uh, since sixteen, and uh, they're they're a team. We'll get to them in a second. They're yes. a team in Division Three that uh, could easily be uh, raising a, a state title trophy. All right, so when we take a look at Division Two, uh, right off the bat, what are some of the uh, the matchups and teams uh, that um, you get excited about? I think there's a, there's an intersectional one uh, with the LVC and the the Flint Metro that should be a really good game between South Line and Fenton. I think mm-hmm. that's you know one of one of the ones that I notice in this division right off the bat. Um, Mona Shores at Midland is a rematch of the semis from last year, and I think you know where this last Thursday I might go. Oh, this might be a slam dunk for Midland, but after they lost on their home field against Dow the way they did. I mean, we knew that this wasn't a flawless Midland team, and I, I don't know that we thought that they were, a, you know, a, one of those juggernauts. But they'd been cruising for most of the season, and that was a pretty humbling uh, loss at the end of the season against um, your biggest against your rival, rival on yeah. what is essentially still your home field. Yeah, they share that forty-two stadium. to seven yeah. to seven, the final in that. I, one. I like the kind of the crosstown flavor. Uh, that you have in Region Four over to, in Division Two, uh, you got Port Huron and Port Huron Northern matching up in the in the oh, first yeah. round, yep. and then in a potential second round matchup, you got Seaholm and Groves um, maybe facing each other in a rematch of uh, a game that was relatively close uh, through the first three quarters in Week Eight, I believe, and then 
Crows ended up pulling away late. But Seahome's uh, one of these teams with uh, Jimmy Duwald, and um, they're always going to be they're they're, just, they're grinders, and uh, they don't got a you know a ton of of kids that are going to be playing college football. But they'll bite you if you don't if, if you're not prepared. Yeah, good on Sterling Heights to get into the playoffs. Yeah, they've done. Was... A, they've had a nice little uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. turnaround or, or or resurgence. I don't know if it's a resurgence. I don't know if they were ever surging, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, they're doing a good job over uh, in the, the black and gold. I know that uh, the job that Coach Kelbert has done with Livonia Franklin oh, has great. been solid. Uh, Roosevelt is not uh, a typical Roosevelt team. I mean, they're a good team. I don't think they're as good as some of these wind-out Roosevelt teams we've seen of the past that have been really, really but, good. But they have a star quarterback, and whenever mm-hmm. you have a, a, a signal caller and maybe they're, uh, of that caliber, that's always, an, right that's always an equalizer, yeah. especially in the playoffs. Jalen Pitchford. Uh, Roosevelt's junior quarterback is being recruited by the MAC conference right now. Um, he's a dual threat and, and a kid that uh, can be pretty dynamic. So you know, King will not defend their Division three title. They are no, back in no. Division two. two. Uh, I think that benefits them greatly, uh, considering the teams that are in I'll Division three. Yes, exactly. So and I uh, and I kind of I like their draw. They probably wouldn't face Oak Park until the re- or they wouldn't face right. Oak Park until the regional regional final, final. Regional final yeah um, yep yep so they'll have a couple of games under their belt before uh they get to that um North Farmington yeah, we're talking about crosstown flavor in the, yeah. in a, in a uh, district final we could have a North Farmington Farmington rematch of uh, week 8 right so you're saying that Oak Park is could is could lose I'm saying, I mean, to the Farmington Falcons I wouldn't predict it yes but. Yeah, I don't predict Oak Park losing anytime soon. <laughs> I don't either. Um, I would like to see them in the regional final against King. I think that'd be fantastic, especially just coming out of that, uh, you know, moving on to the to the semifinals. Um, you know, if it is De La Salle, who I would think would would get out of that, uh, they would be prepped and ready. Um, so that's interesting. Now, Port Huron, Port Huron Northern yeah. uh, game, obviously we saw that a couple weeks ago in the rivalry rival series, but it could be the outcome this time could be predicated on who gets the players back. Um, with Northern lost a couple of key players in that game and Port Huron was playing without their starting quarterback in that game, so obviously it's going to depend on who's the healthiest going through that game. And it was a close game as it was, so that that certainly, but yeah, I think I think that region three with Oak Park and King and North Farmington and Jesuit in Livonia Franklin. Quite honestly, it's a very yeah. good team out of the KLA mm-hmm. East. That that's probably whoever comes out of that is probably going to be looked at as the favorite. I would think in that division. I'm intrigued by the South Lion Fenton uh, yeah. first round matchup. Yep. Uh, LVC versus uh, Flint yep. Metro. I think the bottom two. Uh, regions are stacked compared to the top two. So I think whoever comes out of that bottom region is going to have the advantage, I think, into the state finals. But then again, it's going to depend on health Battle and Creek all Lake that. Battle hasn't who, lost who, yet. Right. Who are we looking at here as far as uh, who we feel our semifinalists are going to be coming out of uh, Division Two? I've got Midland coming through the top, you know, kind of maybe having an- answered a wake-up call. Uh, Wild Lake Western, so we could have a rematch of last year's was that regional final, mm-hmm. I believe, that they mm-hmm. met in? You, you shot that one, I think. Yeah. I did. It was uh, freezing. Yeah. And then and this Wild Lake Western team, by the way, is considerably better yes. than last year's Wild yes. Lake Western team. Yes. I think they're much more in sync yeah. with everything. I didn't everything expect Wild Lake Western to make to win a district last year. And this year, I'm, I'm looking at Wild Lake Western as a team that uh, could be winning a state championship with the kind of offense that they roll out. Yeah. They may have less offers than, than they yeah, may than have in more the past, but, cohesion. Yeah. yeah. 
Yep. On the bottom side, you know, for me personally, I um, I think De La Salle is going to take Region Four wow. uh, just with their defense and because um, they can just really just shut you I, well, down. I'll tell and you, if weather's a thing, but and, yes, exactly. I'll hey, tell you, I think. And, the... and then hold on, Sorry. and then it's okay. And then I'll say uh, they would. They I I believe that they are going to take on an Oak Park team in the semifinal. I think Oak Park has, has the goods, has been building. They're going to have a couple of really, I mean, they're going to have three tough games, um, no matter what, because it, if Farmington's tough, if they mm -hmm. get North Farmington, that's going to be tough. And if they get King, that's going to be real tough as well. Uh, I just think they'll be battle-tested, ready to go. I figured it out. And, um, and that's why I think. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I foresee in that Region 4 that you were talking yeah. about, I, I think – I'm not looking past De La Salle. I think yeah. the winner, though, of that De La Salle Groves opening round matchup ends up taking that region. Yeah. So uh, if De La Salle pulls the upset on Groves in, in that uh, open in that opener of the playoffs, you know, then it then it's uh, you know. Would it be an upset? Back, I mean, Woodhaven just dropped 49 on Groves. And yeah. Woodhaven's a good team, and they put up I think those first, last three second. touchdowns in the fourth quarter. I think it was like 28-28. Yeah. Going in down the stretch. So and you know. I saw them. That's uncharacteristic. You know, that's uncharacteristic. Only, that's time, uncharacter I've that's only time I've seen Groves is the Oak Park game. So, uh, and that you know they put up fourteen in that one, but Oak Park pretty much. Had I saw them beat West Bloomfield. Yep, so you that, did that early was, on. Uh, yeah. Yep, and they did beat Gross Point South. And they Gross went to the Point Final South Four last year, and they got mm -hmm. the quarterback right. uh, returning Marcus Alexander, who's just a, a cold-blooded customer yep. uh, in the pocket. Uh, and they got Ralph Down da Ralph Donaldson. Um, who Just is one of the more underrated uh, college prospects in the area. Just a, a total game changer uh, on both sides of the ball as a tailback and as a safety. Just committed, like I said, just committed to Ball State. So, Yeah. So uh, my prediction for the Division II state championship, as I look at it on the first Monday going into the playoffs, I am going to say that it uh, that I, I'm going to ride the Oak Park train, that they get there and they come out of uh, that bottom half. But the top half, I'm going to have to say that I think this is Wald Lake Western's time to get back to the finals. I'm going to say I'm going to say King and Western. Okay. Uh, in that, uh, were they match? Okay. They match yep. in the semis. Yep. Yeah. No King. And no, Western no King and Western will be in the finals. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Sorry. Yes. Yep. No. Who you got? I'm going to I'm going to go Oak Park over Wald Lake Western as well. In the finals. Yeah, I think that's be a fun final. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'd, li I'd like to see that. Uh, all right, let's go to Division Three now. Brother is Rice getting, okay, is in Division Three. Brother Rice in Division Three. You know who else is in Division Three? Edwardsburg, uh, which is yeah, very, up. very yeah. much. Um, this is a team you don't want to play, no. and their style of play is great for cold weather, um, and they've got some big boys. I mean, if you like and getting punched in the face, then yes, yes you like it, to play them. Yes, exactly. Yes, what right. Do That's exactly what they're going to do. Uh, I think it's going to be really interesting. So let's uh, kind of quickly get your first thoughts on Division Three and how that lays out. Well, Muskegon is in this division. Yes. So, um, <laughs> yes. That's where you have to start. Yeah. Start and maybe finish. And yes. Finish. Yeah. No I, doubt. And I think we've talked before we talked last year that that potentially could have been last year the first Muskegon team to go back yes. to back I think part of the reason that sometimes you're able to go every other year like they've done before is that 
losing in the finals becomes such a motivator, and that just seems like a team. Not that last year's team wasn't on a mission, they, but this right. this year has the talent of last year's team and that chip on their shoulder yes. that that they're not going to lose. Having said that, I mean that's a very that's a stacked region that they're in. Uh, with, and we credit with, Byron Center for what they've yes, done. I was this year. about to say that that's a that's a clash, and I'm waiting for it in the district uh, finals between Byron Center and Muskegon. Yeah, and my Pleasant Cedar Springs matched up last year. I believe it was in the district finals. Two very good defensive teams, particularly last year. And sorry, I know, that would be, be that would be the regional final. Regional finals. Sorry, yeah. Okay. Yep. But uh, yeah, it's and. Mason was it was the surprise in yes. region two. I mean, yes. I don't know that anybody predicted that kind of year from Mason. No, I think everybody was expecting Dewitt and East Lansing to be kind of the class of the CAAC. Yeah. And then obviously yeah. East Lansing had West. a really good season. Yes, and they've got uh, Mr. Football Candidate mm-hmm. Andrew Anthony Jr., who yep. is electric at, at leading receiver. our vote by yep. a lot. Yep. Uh, so he's um, really came out of nowhere this in the off season. You know, mm-hmm. started to pick up some steam in his recruiting, and then came into his junior year. Or is it junior year? Yes, his yep. junior year, and it's mm-hmm. just uh, been lights out. Yeah, when you look towards the bottom of the bracket, I think Orchard Lake St. Mary's, of course, is somebody you've got to uh, really think um, highly of. And I mean, uh, I see, I, I, right now, I see. Muskegon and Orchard Lake on kind of a collision yeah, course uh, yeah. at Ford Field. The one I think, um, you know, red flag would be the way that River Rouge has sure. played, especially the last few weeks. I got to see them against Southfield, and uh, although they let Southfield get back in it, um, this is a team I think that can play with anyone. They beat CC and Southfield mm, right. back to back. That's right. You know. A rouge flag. Yes, a rouge flag. Correct. And, you know, I don't think they're going to have any trouble at all getting out of their district. Um, so they're going to be fresh. And uh, I think hitting on all cylinders, um, you know, Orchard Lake is. is talk about a fresh talent. Yeah. Uh, Flint Kearsley quarterback uh, Silva. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's a kid that uh, mm-hmm. can change the game on a, on a dime. Um, so Brother Rice has got to be uh, uh, weary of that and yeah. aware of that. But it's exciting for me to think that you could have Orchard Lake St. Mary's playing Brother Rice in a uh, district final. Yeah, I think that would be super exciting. Exactly. And uh, so I think, obviously, the winner of that is going to get Rouge, and we'll see uh, who comes out of that. But, uh, again, you know, um, Chelsea is another team that now has considerable success in the playoffs as well and is somebody that, um, you know, all of a sudden – they're at Ford Field, and you're like, okay, it's Chelsea. I think they stumbled Bulldogs. early last year mm-hmm. under the new coaching regime, but I believe they ripped off seven or eight at the end of last regular season, rolled through the playoffs to the finals, yep. and now they're 9-0 this year. Yeah. I mean, when you've got one loss in your last you know, 20-odd games, that's, a, that's remarkable, considering the fact that they were replacing a very, very prolific passing duo like they were. It's, it's what... What they've done there is, is yeah, I, th- I think they're probably the the best bet to get out of that region. Yes. So you're probably to play looking Orchard at, Lake. yeah, to play Orchard <laughs> Lake or, or River Rouge. Or I River mean, that's, Rouge, that, exactly. that would be, and then I think on the other side, it's, you know, a, a colossal matchup in the making between Edwardsburg and, and Muskegon, which it. would be perfect. Yes. Look in Region 3 with the, all that downriver. Yes. All that downriver action, yep. and then the mm-hmm. one Huron League uh, representative yep. there, the Pirates of Riverview. But they, you know, um, they're another team that has um, been consistently good year in 
in year Alan out. Alan Park could and make another run. And playing good teams, too. Yeah, Alan, Alan Park mm-hmm. has a chance to make another run. They yeah, won, absolutely. Won the district last year, Nico, uh, yep. Nico Tiberian. This, uh, this just, I think, is, is lightning in a bottle. I think uh, we can say this is field. probably pound for pound the best division. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Granted, mm-hmm. Division One is really stacked at the top and really strong. When most you look even, at West most even and top and to bottom. And, uh, yeah. yeah, but yes, exactly. When you look across the state and top to bottom, the amount of really, really good teams um, is there. Which, again, for Muskegon, who I am going to predict will get back to the finals, and I do predict that they will play Orchard Lake St. Mary's. I think River Rouge Orchard Lake St. Mary's will have a great game. I do believe that Orchard Lake will get out of it. Just because they've they got they got a lot they got a lot it. of things that bode well yeah. in playoff football. They got a rock solid defense. Yeah. They have a running game that is multi tiered yeah. and just has so much intestinal fortitude yep. running the football. Yep. They got a senior quarterback yep. uh, in Grant Henson. They obviously got the X factor on the sidelines and George Porritt. Um, and Which you just helps. you just got a lot of kids there that are all kind of bought into getting that program back on the right track. You know, they missed the playoffs for the first time in back to back seasons in the modern playoff era, yeah. and they've just been cruising all season. Um, and, and I said to George Port after that game, I expected this team to to get back to the playoffs. I expected them to be over five hundred. I expected them to have a chance to win a district. I don't know if I expected them uh, to be back at Ford Field, but now I do. Yeah. Well, I mean, to your point of depth, if you're ranking the teams just in this particular division, Mount Pleasant probably comes in 8, 9, 10, someplace right. in there. And that's a team that, yes, they, they did not, until the, I believe the last week of the season when they beat Heritage, um, did not beat a, a team with a winning record. 500, over 500 record. But their two losses are by a total of two points to Midland and Midland Dow, right. which are two very good teams, both in the playoffs. And Midland, we just talked about in the last uh, division as one of the favorites to maybe end up, you know, in the final four. Yep. So and their wins have been dominant. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Wins, I mean, absolutely. they completely took care of their competition uh, in, in those. So uh, I think, I don't know if we're. So as far as semifinals for Division Three, I'm seeing Muskegon versus Edwardsburg. Yeah. I'm seeing uh, on the um, the other side. Um, well, no wait, that can't be semifinals. That would be. Yes, yeah, it is. Yes, those yeah. are true. Yes, yes, exactly. And yeah. then on the bottom side, uh, I'm seeing Orchard Lake, and I'm seeing this Chelsea, Chelsea. team get That's get back to the semifinals. Yep. Your thoughts? I, the same. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then we're going to get Orchard Lake and Muskegon in the finals again. I think you can just the last time they played, it right went now. down to the last yeah. play yeah. of yeah. the game. Uh, I don't think we we'll quite could have that. But then again, the final game of the state finals every year, that Division Three game just always seems to be one of those that are just a classic. Yep. And instant, usually, a lot of instant classics. And you'll get some duds kind of right before it, too. So you're really looking forward to having a great game. And George and Port looking for a state championship number eight. And if right. you're waiting for that game on deadline, as you sometimes are in yeah. the newspaper, that's not yes. fun. State championship yes, number exactly. eight in football, sorry. Right. George right. also has one in uh, basketball, basketball and has yep. one in uh, lacrosse as well. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Uh, how long do you think he's going to keep this thing going? I don't know. Yeah. He, he doesn't seem he like he's slowing down any time. He, t- he, took, he took a step back and uh, left the basketball program right. uh, in the hands of Todd Covert yeah. uh, uh, two three years ago. Director? Still the athletic yep. director. Okay. doesn't yep. seem like he's lost any mojo. And yeah. seems like he, he still loves coaching. I mean, it was pouring rain uh, at the end of yeah. that. 
uh, Catholic League championship game, and I mean, literally, it was a torrential downpour, and he was like cheerleading his team in the huddle afterwards. He was so excited that they got that win. That's good. Uh, I hadn't seen him show that much emotion probably since uh, the state championship back in '16. Right. Well, and the fact that he gets to he's end kind of a, Catholic Central right. season, and he's just kind of a sto- he's kind of a stoic individual. Doesn't show a ton of emotion yeah. anyway. But he he was pretty jacked up after that game. He went into Bud Rowley mode a little bit. Okay. After that game, yeah, getting his right. players well, all uh, jazzed about what a big victory it was. Division four, we take a look at now, and uh, this is is typically the division where uh, you want to see what kind of team Country Day has when you look at the bottom. And this year, they've certainly beat all comers. Uh, we personally have not really hit, pretty much had them on the show this year, just because a lot of the matchups just were not great matchups. Uh, it's going to change nine here. No, though. Yep, they mm-hmm. are they've nine. They're care of business every week. Absolutely taking care of business. Uh, it would be rather, um, and we kind of talked about this a little in our meeting, if Chandler Park and Cranbrook were to meet in the playoffs after huh. what, what took place. Be ironic. Yeah, it would be ironic, um, but I don't think <clears throat> would that's going to happen. <laughs> Do you think there's any way the MHSA kind of... Well, I don't think Country Day's losing. So. Well, I, think, no. I think geographically, yeah, you look yeah, at the yeah, region yeah, yeah. and yes, you exactly. go, okay, this makes sense. It's not like they bring him right. one of the teams 450 miles in here just for a good joke. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and for It is funny, though. Yes, so there was this accusation that Chandler Park just forfeited their game because they knew No, not forfeited. They, no, they said, said they, they, never, they never scheduled right. it. Right. Well, I'm saying, yes, right, exactly. And but in in as right in essence they only had scheduled eight games and Cranbrook what was that he said he said it was a handshake deal there was no contract so um, yeah and country days got a senior if they would have played the of course the insinuation if they would have played and they lost then they would be out of the the playoffs correct country days got a senior quarterback in Elon Mitchell. and again, yes. the, the, you know, with a senior quarterback. Defensive that, coordinator here at Lawrence Tech is right, his father. Dad. Yep. Um, and Elon um, looked real good last year. They lost a heartbreaker in the district final to Harrison on kind of mm-hmm. a fluky last play where it looked like they were going to win, and then in a matter of like a second they lost. One um, of those seven straight, this could be the last game ever for yeah. Harrison games. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, this team really you know, used that, that, that heartbreak to, to kind of fuel them. Um, haven't lost since. Elon Mitchell is is captaining the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about Sanborn Campbell or Sayborn Campbell on, on the on the broadcast before. He's a baseball superstar that's looked really good on the football field this year. And um, you know it's uh, another great year by by Coach McLean and Country Day. And wouldn't be shocked uh, to see them playing for a Division Four state championship. Um, Muskegon Orchard View is in Division Four. Undefeated. They are undefeated. undefeated. They have some good wins, and that whole Muskegon area is solid. Yeah, very and much. And those so. small school football teams are good programs. Yeah. And um, I would, I'm, I have not, I, I have not seen it, but I'm sure they're all in the playoffs, meaning the. Muskegon Heights Academy, or at least the Muskegon Catholic Central, yes, and probably perhaps. North yep. Muskegon. North Muskegon yes, is in and, at five and, and so four. Yep. Those teams who they play, uh, and they beat them all. Yep. And um, you know now they you know take on um, Sparta here in the uh, playoffs. An eight and one Sparta team. Yes, I mean, that's a good first round matchup. I think the the boogeyman lo- looming on the other side of that yeah. district is a Grand Rapids Catholic Central yes. team that is. Unbeaten, River Rouge, uh, yeah, unbeaten yeah. against Michigan teams. Uh, yeah. Their their only uh, loss yep. was to Niles, Illinois, mm-hmm. um, and it's they'll be at home. Yeah, yep. That's I think the 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 powerhouse in that region. Yes, Grand Rapids Christian I think is one to watch. Kind of in in this whole uh, 
this the mm-hmm. the the whole top half of that bracket because Don Fellows when we were doing our twenty five for twenty five mm-hmm. uh, in in the summer uh, you know you you chat with coaches when you're doing interviews like that how so how are you gonna be yeah might be one of our best teams since the state title team yeah oh, really yeah so you just kind of file one of those things away and you watch they took a couple of early losses and on a very tough schedule um but uh they they have every opportunity right now to yeah, prove we, that we didn't know what rockford was going to be right, right off the bat right. but we see they're great yep. and so that there is no shame in that no, game in that absolutely loss. not yeah yeah, well, and Rockford, they lost to Zealand West too, who's yeah. always uh, well. well you know, with with Munger, I mean, with Rockford, I, I kind of look at it a little bit like uh, St. Mary's in Division Three. Like I knew they were going to be good this year. Yeah. I didn't t- anticipate them being this yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. South Christian and Christian have played already. It was a twenty-seven twenty game. Yep. So uh, and they did beat East Grand Rapids, a good you know a good East Grand Rapids team now, yep. a Division Three team. So uh, that is a good matchup um, right off the bat for them. Coach um, Coach which, Fox over at uh, be a good test. Pontiac NDP is also undefeated yes. in the state of Michigan. Their only loss yeah. was to yes. Garen, uh, to Garen Catholic, Catholic in from Indianapolis. Yep. So. Uh, you know they got a, a Purdue recruit on the line in, in Nalen Fox. They got a, mm-hmm. a senior quarterback in, in Jacob Benston, and um, and Milan is undefeated. Milan is unbeaten. Yep. 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 In, in that in that Notre Dame prep region, that's that's a competitive region because mm-hmm. you've got a Powers Catholic team that, albeit you know they they play in in the Saginaw Valley's South or Blue Division. Yep. Uh, held their own there. Potentially, if the if the favorites come out of that first round matchup, they could rematch against a Goodrich team. They played in that that rain and lightning soaked uh, first, first weekend of the season. That was one of those that was suspended. They had to come back on Saturday and right, finish yes. it. Ended up a one point game, mm-hmm. and so that's 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 one that could be fun. Ornville Brandon won, you know, a share of the Flint Metro last year and yep. was right there, you know, with with Goodrich in in that. That lower division yeah. this Claire year, is a solid and St. Clair is a solid program. Yeah. I believe their only loss is Marine City. Yeah, yeah. That's so that that region may be the most competitively right. stacked as far as you know. You could see anybody come out of that one. I think right, and which means you get out of that, you're tested. Yeah, absolutely. you know what I mean. You've been absolutely. playing really good competition. Flint Powers has a pretty uh, special quarterback in Dustin Fletcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would yeah. say they probably feel that they've not had the year they want. Um, even though they're seven and two, uh, but this is they have got a great opportunity yeah. to come out of that region. Two losses are to yeah. Division One Powers and True. Davison and Lapeer, right? And uh, they're 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 playing a Williamston team that went to the semis right. last year yes. and has one of our new Anvil uh, yes. Award candidates in Eston Miles, yep. a three hundred right. pounder going to Western Michigan on the nose, yep. who can just wreak havoc he can. in the trenches. Yeah, so he that's, can. That, he, that gets up, a, he gets up a and fun moves matchup. You. I mean, that's that's a yeah. Williamston team that that. You look at the record, and it's, it's probably not hustler. what they wanted to. Yeah, f- to follow up on last year's success, but it's still a, that's a tough team to get past. And it's a Fowlerville team that, quite honestly, I believe they started five and zero, and maybe maybe better than that. And and it was looking like it might be a magical season in Fowlerville, and they they slipped slipped a little near the end of the season. But yeah, that's I think of the regions in 
in D four, that's probably the most stacked. Yeah, and again, I, I you know I don't want to disparage Powers. I really thought they were going to be really really good. I think it was just because they got beat so bad by Davis yeah, and Lapierre, right. forty eight nothing, forty two nothing. It was right. like man, they're just not. But I love their bounce back. Absolutely. You know, regardless of who was in front of them, uh, they still got it done and they fought for a win over Grand mm-hmm. Blank. You know, it was a four point win, but they did it, and uh, and here they are. And so um, you know, if they feel like they've got a chip and they need something to prove. Um, they're going to have a great opportunity to do that. So let's call our, our semifinals. Uh, why don't we start with you for Division Four? Well, I'm going to go with Catholic Central against Grand Rapids Christian in the top half, mm-hmm. and then Notre Dame Prep Country Day in the uh, Oakland County Prep School Bowl. Okay. In the uh, southern half. All right. I think uh, I like um, I like note at the bottom. I like Notre Dame Prep mm-hmm. uh, to come out of there, um, but uh, I'm going to say that Milan. Is going to get by Country Day Could in the regional final, and um, and again they've they've got some playoff pedigree in their in their history as well, uh, and I'm going to say that's who I'm going to say is is going to play um, Notre Dame Prep, and at the top side uh, I am I am with you uh, Grand Rapids Catholic Central absolutely, um, although I do think. Uh, that uh, Orchard View is going to give them a really good game, and that's just going to make them better. Uh, and I like uh, I like Grand Rapids Christian uh, mm-hmm. based on on the way they played and um, who they will play to get into the semis. I'll take Orchard View in the upset. Okay, over uh, GRCC okay. Uh, along with uh, Grand Rapids Christian in that one uh, on the one side, and mm-hmm. then uh, the All Oakland County uh, clash in the in, in the other uh, the bottom side with. NDP and, and DCD. Okay. All right. So f- between five and eight here, we're going to move pretty quickly because uh, this show is already going a little bit longer than um, uh, it always ends up. Never. It's, it's never yeah, happened yeah, before. It, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? All right. So let's roll through it uh, quickly just uh, from uh, you guys, a couple matchups you're interested in uh, here in the in the beginning, and then uh, we'll get to our predictions. I really like Oak Ridge. Yes. In, uh, yes. in yes. five. Yeah, it's a good call, but I think in that region I'm going to go with Wooer Power with uh, Kingsley. He's had them rolling since he's back for the for the last two seasons, and it'd be interesting to see if we get a matchup, a rematch, I guess, again in 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 Region Two with Lansing Catholic and Portland. Lansing Mm. Catholic's only loss was to Portland. Mm -hmm. Uh, Portland's lost a couple of times in the last two weeks, but that's still a team coming off a run to the state finals last year. That'll be an interesting one possibly in in the district finals. And Almont's got to go back to Richmond after beating them in the regular season, which I'm sure if you ever need a stick to poke your team with to to motivate them, that would be the one that uh, probably they will be employing in Almont this week is to kind of rile up the troops with that uh, indignity. And, and and again, I should say that uh, Olivet's only loss was to uh, Division Four's Williamston. So, or what? Williamston's four. Williamston's right? in yep in D four. Yeah, four. We just so, talked about. yeah, yeah. So, um, so they're going to be a team that is is going to be strong. Over, um, over in Region Four, yeah. uh, I, I see Dearborn Hearts Robershaw. They have a a diamond in the rough under center and a sophomore quarterback David Williams. Yep, um, is a kid that uh, I think we'll be hearing a lot of as a junior and a senior and uh, has been starting since he was a freshman and um, again 
quarterback, uh, a really strong quarterback in the postseason is always such an equalizer. Yeah, Richmond wants nothing more than have Allmont right there open the playoffs in their house. Yep. That is the rival. We did our rival series on the Allmont Armada game, which has been a you know a great series over right. the years. But right now, Richmond and Allmont. Yeah. If you follow wrestling, it's Richmond and Dundee. Yeah. It's like those are the ones, those are the schools. That's who you live to play for, and uh, that should be a really good game. Mm-hmm. Marine City in yes. their district. Yeah. Uh, undefeated this year, have um, played really, really good football. Uh, I see them coming out of that region yeah. no matter who wins was, between Almont and Richmond. That was my toss-up was the possible regional final matchup between Frankenmuth and Marine City because that's a Marine City team that lost Portland in the semis last year. On the bottom side of that, I think it's pretty wide open who can come out of uh, Region 4. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. You know, we've got a lot of Detroit connection there at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll just kind of see how that plays out. Um, That's really wide open. Yeah, it is. Um, because, again, it just depends on, on what team wants to show up and play. I like to see Whitmore Lake in there. They get some uh, uh, home playoff game, mm-hmm. um, which is which is good for them. Um so I'm going to say that uh, as far as semifinals go, and let's get to our predictions for Division Five, and I'm going to have um, Marine City taking on. I'm going to go with Robichaud uh, on this side, and I'm also going to have at the top. Uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm. You have Kingsley. I will stay with Oak Ridge. I like Oak Ridge. I like the, the competition they play, and I'm going to have them. Taking on an undefeated, still Berrien Springs. Just a note before we leave D5, right there in that uh, same region is a Shepherd team that we, when we left the field Friday night, weren't sure that they would. Yes. They, they weren't even going to get together because they didn't want yes. the disappointment of the possibility They're that in. they would have a, a you know a yep. meeting, and they got in, and and that's good for them because first time points. since yes, for, first time since 2005 they've been in. Uh, and as they were I noted, literally like just crying. On yeah, the they field were because they thought they, they thought it, they had left everything on the field the trying to. Yes. Yeah. The pigskin gods. Who do you got? Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Alma out of uh, Region Three. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go Oh uh, Berrien Springs, Oak Ridge, and uh, I'll go Whitmore Lake. Okay. Fair enough. Who you got? Kingsley against Lansing Catholic on the top. Okay. Frankenmuth against Detroit Denby on the bottom. It's, this this is a wide open division. It's a stacked division. There are a lot of teams in there that have been in and out of our small school rankings, but yeah. it's uh, and we're not giving enough go. credit to the Muth. Yeah, to, yeah. You know, that's what I mean? a very That's good a Frankenmuth very team. very yes. good program. Um, I like I I'm looking forward to seeing Marine City Frankenmuth regional final yes. if that's what we yes. get or an Allmont. Uh, or Richmond against yep. Frankenmuth. Even, even one who comes be. out of there, yeah. Yep. Uh, that region, again, yeah. I think is very, probably very the most strong. stacked. Very strong. All right. Um, who do we have in the finals? Who do we have making Ford Field in Division 5? I'm going to go Lansing Catholic and Frankenmuth. All right. I'm going to go Oak Ridge versus Marine City. Fair Oak Ridge, Elmont. There you go. All right. There we go. All right. Either way, I think we'll... Uh, have a solid game. All right, let's go over to Division Six and uh, quickly take a look at that. Some uh, matchups that uh, get you fired up. 
I think that first round game between between Menominee and Ishpeming and Westwood, first time I, I believe I read someplace, right. the first time they They've ever, ever met, played, yeah, yeah, which uh, for UP teams that seems shocking because they end up having to play each other so much, you know, just based on geography. Yes, exactly. Um, that, that it, yeah, it, it seems it has odd to be that, a division thing. They yeah. just you know yeah. have, haven't done it. Region for. three is pretty intriguing to me. Uh, you got Hillsdale, mm-hmm. Constantine, Niles, Brandywine, uh, and Grass Lake. Uh, that all could come out of there. Yeah, I think that's. I think it seems that we keep getting that Region Three seems to be the most competitive and stacked. Yeah, that's that's that Hillsdale team has rolled through the season as as has the Independent and Niles Brandywine. Grass Lake, though, was right there in the Cascades all season long. That that should be an interesting one. The one that I'm looking at in in the 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 second round potentially is we could have an Ithaca Hemlock rematch, and Hemlock, of course, was the mm-hmm. only team to beat to Ithaca beat this Ithaca. year. Yeah. Um, obviously, they both have have tough uh, first round matchups in Sanford Meridian and Morley Stanwood, but that could be interesting there. And yeah, lots of six and threes and five and fours uh, in this particular uh, division, which means, you know, it's going to be competitive. Um, Uh, That Montrose team intrigues me. And I think that's going to be a a potential matchup in the regional finals. That would be an excellent one because kind of hiding down there at the bottom is a Warren Michigan collegiate team that has one loss Mm -hmm. and uh, traditionally in the Mm -hmm. playoffs. You know, can make a deep run. I think that an eight and one Montrose against eight and one Warren Michigan Collegiate in the regional finals would be an excellent matchup. Right. Um, um, uh, St. Mary's CC could be all a team that. Uh, yes, they could be as well in this yep. tournament. Uh, last year, I had the Montrose Jackson Lumen Christie mm-hmm. st- state semifinal, and that was a Division Seven. State okay. final, yep. I believe. So, uh, because that's what Jackson Lumen Christie won. Did they win six or seven last year? Because uh, they're they in eight now. <laughs> six. Right? Uh, no. Or are they, they in Christie's seven? Christie's in seven. So, okay, so they, they must have dropped. Six. So they won six. Yeah. So, this was, so this was a six matchup last year. Seven was me, New so. Lothar. Correct? You're right. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, um, you know, so yes, Montrose is, is where um, they want to be. Yeah. Uh, and Only lost to New Lothar. Yep, yep. exactly. And, um, you know, I think there is some, some good competition from the bottom. I mean, uh, Clintondale has certainly had uh, a good a good se- uh, played a tough competition. Battle-tested. Yes, certainly. exactly. Very battle-tested. Played for a league title. Yep. So that will be uh, very interesting. I'm going to say that... Um, I'm going to say that Clintondale is going to come out of that bottom district. I have, yep, I have them. Uh, Coach Schindler. Yes, I have. Yes, exactly. I'll have them taking on Montrose uh, in the regional final, and I'll have uh, Montrose taking on in the semifinals. Um, you know, there's Hillsdale nine and zero. There's Niles Brandywine nine and zero. Whoever wins that game in the district championship is going to be in the semifinals, in my opinion. So, um, but I'm going to call Hillsdale for the sake of calling it now. And at the top, I've got Ithaca for sure. Um, I just like the way that um, that uh, has the team Hesbrook yes, exactly. is uh, absolutely. He's got coming together at the end, you know, right? Yeah, yeah, and he's playing well. Uh, really chucking the ball too. Yes. Um, last year he was more, last year he was more of a kind of a game manager, and this year they're kind of opening it up with him. 
You yeah, know? and he, he can, also and got fast. hurt last year. Yeah, which he's which was fast. part of it that that you ended up having to go to Peyton Smith at the end of the the season. Another familiar um, name. Yes. yes, the Smith family. Yes, 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 very well. That touchdown run he had, that long run. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I was surprised at the giddy up. Yeah. he had there. And, I think he uh, was surprised at the yes, giddy up exactly. because he said he was <laughs> he was hoping he wouldn't get tracked down from behind. Right, but he didn't. Yeah, he did not. He did he not. Didn't. So I'm going to have uh, Ithaca and. Um, you know, I'm going to go Maple City, Glen Lake is good who they'll call, play. Good call. So, I'm going you? to go with a uh, Kelly Luplo, Terry Hasbrook matchup, yes. Claire versus Claire. Ithaca in the top. Uh, back of my old stomping grounds. And, and then I'm going to go Niles Brandywine and uh, Montrose on the bottom. Okay. I think uh, Montrose may slip past Warren Michigan Collegiate in that regional final. And I think that's a another very battle-tested team in, in Montrose. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to take Montrose to get to the finals, so I'll have Montrose taking on Ithaca in the finals. There you go. Who do you have? Uh, I got Claire coming out of the top. Okay. Um, in the finals, okay. And then... Uh, in the well, they'll be excited. They get to Ford Field. The whole town will be there for sure. And then Mont- yeah. Montrose on the bottom. Okay. Who you got? I got Claire, Ithaca, and Niles Brandywine. Who do you have and, in the oh, final? in the finals? Yeah. Montrose and Ithaca. Okay. But yeah, it'd be we we saw that we got I got to know the Claire coaches a little bit. They were from the, yeah, the All Star. Yeah. I got fam- I got family. Yep. I got family in Claire. Yeah, so yeah. So yeah. Purple gang, purple family gang, Claire. Crew exactly. up in good, good, good group of uh, <laughs> if they bring outstanding us citizens. Yes, if they bring us cops and donuts yes, from, cops, from up yes, there, cops and donuts. The best place, the best place to go the, there uh, when the, you're the in downtown Claire. All right, sponsorship available. We're jump. We're yes, exactly. We're jumping, jumping to seven now, and you know wherever. Jackson Lumen Christie is is who I have yeah. coming out, and they're in Region Three, so I have them coming out of the bottom. This is not the Madison team that they were last yeah. year, so uh, and and looking at all these again, I'm surprised um, they got in. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they did, and um, so anyway, at the bottom, I've got Lumen Christie rolling. Although Clinton is uh, also undefeated, yes. will give them a good game, uh, I would imagine, in the district championship, uh, and I would say. Um, and as far as who they'll play in the semifinals, uh, I will probably believe a lot of Detroit heavy at the bottom. Um, you know, Bishop Foley gets in, uh, but but maybe maybe that uh, Elkton Pigeon Bay Port Laker team uh, is somebody that can uh, climb out of that whole group and take on Jackson Luma Christie. Greater Thumb Conference. Exactly. And at the uh, top of the slate there, Iron Mountain undefeated. Uh, they're going to have a uh, home field advantage uh, against whomever they play. Uh, Oscoda 8-1. and one. And um, Pewamo Westphalia is the team that I think ultimately is going to come out of the whole thing. Uh, but I will have them taking on Iron Mountain in the semifinals. T- and uh, but I have Pewamo versus Jackson Lumen Christie. Yeah, I like I like I like Lumen uh, Christie and yeah. you know as my state champion. Right. Um, Who they play? Is it I, you know I'm, I haven't given any love to New Lothrop, and I'm sure that's where you're going. Maybe. Um, uh, maybe okay, but I for some reason I have a feeling. That um, in the uh, regional championship, that Awamo and New Lothrop will battle. And I want it on the record right now (laughs) that if they match up, I want to go to that game. Yes, PW has given up twenty-one points. Yes, on the season. On the season. Yes. Um, So yeah, it is ridiculous. 
Um, and and this is this is another one of those divisions that's stacked. I mean, you've got a yep. Schoolcraft uh, team that's eight and one that I believe lost their first game in Week Nine. Right. Lawton's nine and zero. Beaverton's yeah. nine and zero. Won the Jack Pine because they beat Claire for the first time in eight hundred billion years, I believe. I mean, wow. that's a, a Beaverton program that in football was moribund, and in the last couple of years, I don't think they so gave they up a point a in the last four weeks of the season. Um, they beat both Sanford Meridian that's in the playoffs and Beaverton and Shepard that's in the playoffs. Um, and obviously, New Lothrop. I mean, you're the the defending champs and you've still got Avery Moore and you've got, uh, you know, a lot of those kids back from last year. And they've played... Avery Moore is a thoroughbred. Yeah. They have played a tough schedule in addition to their MMMC schedule that includes teams like Byron that's in and Montrose and all of those kind of places. And they have not been challenged yet this year. I, I'm going to go Lumen my four. Yeah, my, my four are going to be Iron Mountain, New Lothrop, Lumen Christie. And then I picked Cass City from the okay. bottom. And then I think it's going to be New Lothrop and Lumen Christie in a, in a classic. Wouldn't it uh, be something else if Beaverton beats New Lothrop, then beats Paywamo <laughs> in the semifinals and gets into the state that championship? That entire town would not know what to do with yes. itself. I mean, they've had success. Don't get me wrong. They've had success with Roy Johnston in basketball. Yeah. You know, one of the all-time leading wins, uh, wins leaders in coaching. Uh, but I don't know that they would be able to handle this this uh level of yes. excitement and but in i football. don't i think no matter who it is i think uh herb brogan and his group yeah. just every year yep. bring it uh and you it's know I, I love it they it's rush, a legend's legend i love how they yes. rush to the line and yep. then just snap the ball very old school yep. and uh, they just reload every year and um but we'll see that's what it's we OG love on about high school plus gridiron i guarantee yes. you uh, there are conversations we're going to have a couple of weeks from now that we thought we never would oh, have absolutely. with teams yep. that have have found themselves uh into uh you know the regionals and so uh we shall see let's go to division eight as we're going to uh, uh close this one out and <clears throat> Uh, just taking a, a quick look, uh, Clarkston Everest Collegiate this year has beat all comers. Yeah, uh, I saw them on Saturday. They mm -hmm. got a, a great quarterback, a junior Giovanni uh, Mateo. Mateo. Yep. Um, and uh, they got a tough defense. Mike Prusnicki, Mike Prusnicki uh, has been the architect of this program. You know, it's it's a microwave small school power, at least in Metro Detroit, heading you know tracking towards po uh, possibly becoming a, a power in the state. Uh, haven't been under 500 uh, the, the, uh, for a regular season in their seven seasons of existence. Made the playoffs all seven years. They won a district two years ago. This is their first undefeated regular season, and um, they're just primed right now heading into the playoffs. I, I wouldn't be uh, shocked to see them uh, playing on Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, I, I think they've got a really, really good chance of getting to the to semifinals and coming uh, out of their region. Uh, interesting uh, matchup that they could have if they should get there is um, uh, the uh, school representing um, Beecher, Cassopolis. Beecher's in three, too. Yeah. I mean, they're five and three, but. Yeah. Um, so they're playing, I mean, they're playing Everest in the first round. So that should be, that's who Everest lost to um, in the districts last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Cassopolis yep. has literally, you talk about giving up points, they've yeah. given up. 16 points right, on the all season. year yep. on the season. Yep. 11 points in one game against Decatur and 6 against uh, all Claire. So mm -hmm. um, reading they, and they've been scoring. That should be a, could great, be a good, really yeah, good district, district final. final yes, yep. Exactly. So um, 
I'm going to have Kasopoulos coming out of the bottom, taking on uh, Everest Collegiate in the semifinals. And uh, at the top... Don't of, forget about Breckenridge. I'm not, nope. They're at the top. Yeah, they're yep. at the top. I like Breckenridge for sure. Um, I like Harbor Beach, too. and I, I like That should what, be a good regional final. What they've up, always yeah. done. Absolutely. Uh, but I will have uh, Brecken, Breckenridge um, taking on Beale City in the semifinals. That's what I've got. Beale City, okay, Breckenridge, yeah, I didn't say that. and Fowler and Reading okay. on the bottom. All right, so uh, I think we, you know, again, I am not as skilled on the eight player uh, as far as who's what. I will if if, I got you, it. if you feel like you I got, got it, it, you give us D one and D two for eight player um, because I know oh, that you can speak intelligently on it. Uh, I'm going to root for the teams, uh, but I don't have a stake in doing the research yet. Let me so find the. Uh, I think the interesting fly in the ointment with the eight player. Uh, bracket is the Gaylord St. Mary team that was rolling along in their first year in eight-man football mm. until they had to forfeit five games right. for using an, an ineligible player right. from from their cooperative program with two other schools. Right. Um, yeah, they're four and five on the year. Yeah, they're they're you do the air quotes. Yeah. They're four and five. Yes, yes. Their first game after that was was a rematch with yes. the Mayo team that they'd beaten by I think two touchdowns early in the season, yeah. and they ended up beating them by four or five touchdowns. Exactly. They were a uh, little an eight and, and one Mayo team. Yeah, no absolutely. And there were a couple of teams. Uh, Sutton's Bay was another team that they'd beaten that went from you know all of a sudden right. you had one loss, now you were undefeated again. Yes. Sutton's Bay is another team that. Could could uh, could make some noise. This is what I've got in, in, in Division One. Go I've got it. Gaylord St. Mary mm -hmm. coming out of out of their region to, to match up with Kingston. Okay. Colin hasn't given up a point this season with their starting defense. Yeah. They've given up, I believe, three touchdowns total on the season, but those have all been against the second or third stringers. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously there's the defending champ Morris that's still, that's another team that kind of does it with defense. Their only loss this season was when they had a, a looming forfeit game that they didn't really want to give up that week. So they headed up north to, uh, I believe they went to Pickford and they played uh, Crystal Falls Forest Park mm -hmm. um, and they ended up losing by I think six. I think it was 22-16 someplace in there. Uh, so I think those four um, and and then I think I think we're probably going to get maybe a, a Gaylord St. Mary Kingston Colin Morris in 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 the uh, in the the semifinals and then I've, I've got Gaylord How St. About Mary Deckerville there too there Deckerville is in there and Deckerville yes. is yeah that's that's one that that's going to be they're in the same region with mm -hmm. Morris and that's yes. going to be a, a tough matchup. Uh, the biggest challenge that Deckerville has really had this season was Kingston in Week Eight. Yeah, um, and they'd made it to the semifinals in five of their first seven seasons. Right. in eight-player football, so that's one that's got yeah. kind of the tradition. And I, I picked, you know, I just picked Morris, Morris to go yeah. past them yeah. Yeah. since they have the recent pedigree. Mm -hmm. And then in Division Two, you've got a Powers North Central team that's been at the top of the rankings yep. that we've done sure all have. season long. Um, Climax Scotts was in the rankings. You know, they they were. Um, seven and two this year. A lot of times when you see an eight player team, you look back and see how they did in their last couple of years in 11 player. Yeah. Uh, Climax Scots, um, uh, but for the four and five season, 
right before they transitioned a 15 season Dominant. stretch where they went 153 and 21 yeah. winning a da title in 2004 yeah. so if they're able to transition that uh that success to the eight player playoffs i think they could be one that uh, could go a ways yeah and st patrick is portland st patrick they have been is. rolling, yes. Yes. I, I've got as my final four in D2, Powers North Central, Hillman, okay. Climax, Scotts, and Portland St. Patrick. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's going to be great. It's amazing that they have two divisions in A-player, uh, but that's how this is growing. And I think that we're going to see more teams Absolutely. go the eight-player route. And I think it's great instead of these schools having to just completely abandon their football programs, it's going to give these kids an opportunity to play, number right. one. Uh, number two, it's more wide open. Mm -hmm. So obviously you have more scoring, but I think you have less injuries as a result of Absolutely. that. And, um, uh, again, it, it's just a great way for these kids to still get the competition of football. And players can come out of eight-player and get opportunities right. to play at the next level. Well, and when you look at the 11-player format, yeah. a lot of the teams that we were talking about when we got down to 7 and 8 were C teams. Those are not the D teams. The, of the D teams, I believe there were like 16 class D teams that even had 11-player teams this year. The number is steadily dwindling yes. of those class D-sized schools that even play 11-man football. Yeah. And I think, like you said, that's going to continue to... So eventually, we're going to have a playoffs for A, B, and C-sized schools. And this eight player has essentially become the playoffs yeah. for the class D sized. I mean, yes. you have a couple of C's yeah. that are that are slipped into eight player. I mean, player the number too, of forfeits we've seen this year in absolutely. eleven player is uh, seems really high. Uh, it seemed like there were just more. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, how many teams got in with eight wins? You know what I mean? How many eight win schools are in the playoffs this year? Right. There's well, a and, lot. And as as we talked about with Jeff Kimberly when you yeah. guys had him on uh, Friday night. They were predicting, and it came true, that there was a record number of five and four teams to get in this year. Now, obviously, with the format changing next year, we yeah. may actually have more of that based on, you know, you could have a five and four points. team with yeah. playoff points. Yep, yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think I think these are trends that are going to continue. And it's great for a team that, you know, some of these teams that can't either don't have enough kids to field yeah. teams for 11-man football or, like you said, to have that margin for error with injuries yes. is so slim. When you can go into eight-player football and have success, you know, like some of these teams are yeah. on, on, on a high level, why would you not have a it's, chance it, to get It may you know, actually literally save high school football. It may. Yep. So, um good on them we're looking forward to it we're going to give it more and more attention as you know kind of the years go on here on state champs i know that there's a lot of passionate eight player fans out there and obviously there's so many teams we're going to be covering it more uh and definitely as we get into uh the playoffs here i gotta tell you you know we've had a lot of meetings today and our boss is throwing the gauntlet and saying you know I want a lot of football playoff coverage this year. Uh, what you see on the State Champ Show is only going to be a microcosm of what we're covering and what we'll have in terms of highlight packages uh, available. So beginning this weekend, you're going to get a ton of high school football in the state of Michigan to watch on the State Champ Sports Network, our Facebook, our Twitter, our YouTube. It's going to be packed. So uh, I think what we'll do is we're ending this podcast. We will regroup. 
after district finals. When we get into regionals, we'll regroup and we'll have another conversation as to kind of where we're at uh, and see, you know, number one, how our predictions are doing. But number two, uh, there's going to be a lot of great um, subject matter to talk about. Of course, Michigan Extra Point Live still happens every Friday night, and that will continue uh, that all the way through the finals. Uh, and in fact, we'll plan on having our, our last show at Ford Field that Friday night after the Division Four championship game, and that will be coming to you from Ford Field. So uh, make sure you check it out. Extra Point starts at 10.30 every Friday night. Runs about 45 minutes. We went about an hour uh, yesterday just because we had a lot to get to and had some more interviews than we'd originally planned. But again, if you enjoy uh, what's happening on in high school football, uh, please uh, check out Extra Point. It's a live video podcast, so you can watch us, you can comment live, and uh, we have a comment of the week at the end of the show and all of that. So we, uh, we encourage you to participate, let people know that it is definitely on, and uh, we know more and more people are finding us each and every week. So as far as state champs go, um, playoffs start this weekend we'll have a ton of things we are covering the cross country and the boys soccer state finals we'll have individual championship shows covering everything extended highlights the whole deal interviews it's all happening next week usually premiere around thursday so you can look forward to that and of course uh you'll have lots of content happening at statechampsnetwork.com yes yep we're, we're doing the rankings as as we speak uh, we'll have those up Monday evening, probably uh, right around the time that this goes on the air, uh, we'll have uh, throughout the week. We'll have, you know, little bits and, and pieces here with as as we do all the time with with scout team, yes, and 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 our, all the recruiting news, and uh, then obviously when we roll into next weekend, we'll have a couple of state finals, as you said, and and lots and lots of football. Scott Bernstein had to go, otherwise yes. you would have heard from him the last 10 minutes. Uh, but um, he, of course, will be with us on Extra Point Live, and, uh, and Jenna Skelsky will be here as well. So, But Scott will not be here this weekend, so it'll be uh, me, Matt, and Jenna uh, holding it down. Scott. What's that? Scott. Scott will not. Uh, you, Matt, and Jenna. Yeah, if Scott will not be here oh, this okay. this weekend, gotcha. that's okay. Gotcha. Let's get the clarification. Yep. Uh, Scott will not be here. He's got a previous engagement, but Matt Mowry is is off the rivals beat, on the playoff beat. Will be here, and Jenna will be here as well. So we invite you to join us then. Until the regionals, we'll talk at you later.